0: Aloha, I am June Jones of the Houston Roughnecks, and this is the XFL Show. XFL is cooking! Welcome, football fans. This is the week of January 9th, 2022 on the road to 2023. This is for the love of football, and this
1: is the XFL show. I'm Alan. And I'm Bryant.
0: It's officially here! The official day has come and gone! One year from training camps! A big announcement from the XFL and Dwayne Johnson. This week has everyone in prep mode, as they should be, Bryant. You need to be prepped, even though we are on episode 204 at ground level.
1: Uh, we are at ground. We're starting from the ground up, it sounds like, but it's it's going to be a fun year. This is the year of the XFL, as I'm going to crown it now. And, uh, you know, seeing these announcements to start gives you like that, where we're, where we're reaching towards now. And it's it's. It's an exciting time, as always, for an XFL fan.
0: I'll still contend that next year is the year of the XFL, but it is the year of the XFL build, and that's Brian's favorite This the year of of the XFL
1: XFL that I am good at.
0: He loves the XFL build, and yes, we're building the XFL in 2022, and we are one year out, less than a year out now, from training camps, Brian. We are 57 weeks
1: from kickoff so close some would say closer than ever 57 weeks seems like a long time because there's only 52 in a year six was seven i guess maybe six i guess okay sure that's
0: that's the math i don't know don't don't ask me i'm just reporting. i don't speak
1: calendar vince is the one that usually does calendar I don't but you might get calendar. him on the show here in a couple of weeks we might actually do a show all three of us together
0: might have to. Might have to. We, if we have the opportunity, it's coming up. A lot of interesting shows coming up because, well, the big announcement this week: The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, Danny Garcia, both hyping up one year out from training camps, but also big news to come. Lots of work being done on the ground level, building up the XFL. Seven two four five six five four XFL is the number for you to call if you want to get involved with the show. You could leave a voicemail. You could text us right there. Seven two four five six five. For XFL, the XFL fan line, or if you want to do it on social media, we're there too at XFL Show. DMs are open on your tweeters, your Instagrams, Instagram Junior, wherever. We're there at XFL Show. And we are talking a lot of XFL these days because information is coming in slowly but surely. And we have a lot of fun speculating, pondering thinking how's this league going to work what do we want to see from it and we of course want to hear from you they want to hear from you they want to see you because apparently they're watching too bryant
1: they are watching remember they're watching can't wait to end of the show when you screw that up it's gonna be great i
0: don't know what to do <laughs> i gotta figure it out midway through how do we finish this now we got new new, new hashtags new sayings oh it's gonna be fun things are changing but it's a, in a good way uh but one thing that's not changing is our glorious illustrious sponsor pretty easy podcasts you could go to pretty and you can get your own podcast started today all you have to do is just go to pretty and you could reach out to them and get your own podcast producer editor friend someone to help you podcast sound good get your show out to everybody take a load off of your shoulders because podcasting looks fun sounds fun is fun but when you get into it and it's first if you're first starting out it can be a little overwhelming pretty easy podcast is here take care of all that and let you focus on the content and the fun part and all you have to do again is go to pretty easy because
1: they make podcasting uh pretty easy uh so easy in fact that if you want to start at the ground level they're there. They they tell you where to st- what to do to start your podcast. So if you have no idea what to do, what equipment to buy, what anything, you're starting at the ground, uh, they know how to build that thing back up for you. Or up. It, it, it's up. beautiful. It, up, up, Start yeah.
0: and, and it, you, it up. Or if you're too. up
1: here and now you're down back yeah. at the ground level again.
0: Or if you're already up, up there. If you're already up there and you're just getting tired of some stuff and you need a little extra help. That, too. They work with everybody. I mean, we were pretty seasoned when they started working with us, Brian. We've been around a long time. I mean, Salt Bay seasoned. Yes. 204 episodes. My God. Is this still a thing? Or is this still going? 2020. I don't know. It might be problematic, actually, to do that. You might have to delete that pretty easy podcast. I don't know if he's allowed to be doing that anymore. It might be offensive to some people. Is it really? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just (laughs) guessing. But. Moving on, Brian, we're not going to offend anybody unless they're going to be offended by awesome news and exciting things to talk about because we have a ton of it to be t- to discuss it, I'm really hoping this show doesn't go too long. I want to keep it concise, but I have a lot to say. I don't know about you. It's really exciting. Some of the stuff that came out this week about the XFL, but also the USFL and also our beloved Antonio Brown as football <laughs> fans. Antonio Brown is special in all sorts of ways to us football fans. He has always given us something to talk about. And now in relation to spring football, there's something to talk about. So we'll get to him, Bryant. But let's dink and dunk a little bit and first give props to a D.C. Defenders legend, the greatest quarterback in D.C. Defenders history, some would say. Tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles, Tyree Jackson, scoring a touchdown in Week 18 in a big loss for Philly.
1: Little Little shovel pass from... Gardner Minshew. Uh it's great. Man, the guy's yoked, by the way. He's he's a he's a tight end. I don't even know how he played quarterback. Well, I know how the
0: Battlehawks couldn't tackle him or stop them <laughs> from running the this, crazy. Now I know why RPO. Pep's like right.
1: Pep's like, we're gonna take you. It's like in in in, in um when you're in Pee wee's or whatever, right? You take your uh your the best player, you just give him the ball and let him run. Yeah. but Pep did. That's he's like that's- that you run with the ball.
0: That's what it's all about. It's taking the best athletes and applying them in in into interesting, creative ways in a brand new league like that. That was one th- one thing I thought that separated ha- Pep Hamilton from the other coaches was he was unique and 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 smart like that. And he won him a big game. Like imagine, just think of it, and and live in in a future of the past or a past of the future. I don't know how you would say it, but if the XFL actually played out that season in twenty twenty, I mean. The, the fact that they won that game is pretty impressive. We always talk about well, LA was improving, and of course the the Roughnecks hadn't lost. But like that win really was a very impressive and maybe pivotal moment in what could have been ultimately a huge
1: season for DC
0: too. They, DC they left there in, in first game.
1: place with wins against um against the the Battlehawks to end the season, so they they had the leverage going. I think they beat the Guardians, too, if I'm not mistaken. So they had the, the tiebreakers against their two main, component, I mean, main opponents. So who I knows mean, what could happen?
0: I, I don't think you sh- should be mistaken. I know that Matt McGloin would hope you were mistaken and, and forget about that game. But the DC <laughs> beat the Guardians. Yeah. Oh, yes, they did. Also, uh, real but, quick,
1: Alan, shout out to uh wife of contributor of the show. Vince's wife had the plus 350. I'm sorry, plus 330 on Tyree Jackson getting a touchdown.
0: Oh, scored the big, the big, Fanduel, DraftKings, MGM, whatever yeah. she uses on that.
1: Nice. Yeah. What do, you, what, what do they have out there in Pittsburgh?
0: Uh, I, I think all of them.
1: Oh, lucky you.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, it's, I uh, use Carlos. It's, it's
0: a <laughs> shout out to Carlos. Car, is that <laughs> Carlos. an app? Is that a special app you can <laughs> yeah, download? The yeah. Carlos, the Carlos app. app. <laughs> Uh, well, see, now, you're, now you're really trying to get people in trouble. Let's go to the sh- to the shark attack on XFL.show. Uh, not an actual shark attack. The user on YouTube who went Jamie to XFL.show, the official website and YouTube channel of This is the XFL Show, uh, left a great comment last week that we want to sink our teeth into. I like a shark. Shark attack said, keep all the teams where they're at. With the exception of Tampa to Orlando and maybe Houston to San Antonio, don't condemn L.A. so fast when they didn't even play a full season. The Rock and Danny will attract bigger crowds through promotion. Remember, the Rock and Danny are muddy. Two new teams, Toronto Argonauts, Mexico City Aztecs, and future franchises, Oakland Violators or Berserkers. (laughs) Lot going on there.
1: <laughs> Lots to to dissect. I think we talked about it last week. Where, what cities do you not want to see go away? Or and you confused me because you didn't want them to go away, but you wanted them to move. It's just very.
0: That's not moving. I, I I'm in Florida now, and uh, I'm gonna. I ask people, is moving from Tampa to Orlando like a big move for a franchise? And nobody said
1: yes. But okay, either way, I feel like that's just not what counts. Anyway, uh, I think the best part of this, one of it was don't condemn L.A. so fast. Very true. Don't Mm -hmm. condemn L.A. If you want big time football, you got to be in L.A. It's just how it works. I agree. Um, I'm not going to condemn L.A. for
0: it, but I could see the trepidation in putting a team there because of that. But I don't think that's ultimately we talked about that. The fans in the stands is not the main
1: reason for putting a team in a in a city doesn't sound like factors. it anymore. very different than it was in 2020, where you wanted it to look good on TV, where now you just want it to be on TV. So two different uh, concepts for sure. Look, look, I'm not a fan of Oakland. I've, I have a lot of family there. I don't go there often. But don't, please, anyone, call them the Oakland violators. I just don't do it. Please.
0: You can't. This isn't basketball. You can't call a team <laughs> the violators or the criminals or whatever that's just and berserkers I, i've always thought attributed i don't know if it's because of rest my wrestling warped brain but as berserker i always thought was like a norse kind of figure or a big viking type person so that can't be an oakland person it can't be they can't be the berserkers i i call i would say call them the oakland two shorts or the oakland e40s personally but that's just me i don't think oakland's getting a team either way shark attack as for Toronto Argonauts and Mexico City Aztecs my good goodness if if Toronto gets a team in the XFL cool if the XFL steals a team from the CFL and, and it's the Toronto Argonauts of all teams i that would blow my mind more than anything the XFL could do uh save, I don't know, maybe the, getting Ben the, Roethlisberger out of retirement to play. Does
1: apparently. the CFL have the American patent on the Toronto Argonauts?
0: Oh, you mean on like the, the copyright of the Yeah, name the, copy the copyrights logo? and all that stuff. Oh, I don't know how that works. I'm not... <laughs> we have to get our old copyright. So maybe they're just the Toronto football
1: the team show. in Canada, but in, and in the U.S., are Toronto Argonauts? I don't... It just opens themselves up to a big lawsuit, I feel like. that's yeah, This, this is not putting an oil tower on a logo and getting you know stopped by the nfl very different very different
0: and then uh, what about the mexico city aztecs
1: well if if they if they're mexico city I, I like aztecs but the problem is is they play in the azteca so it's the it's the aztecs in the azteca in mexico it's just a lot they'd have to be that the aztecas that's the other thing too yeah so the aztecas in the azteca
0: yeah you can't you can't Give them like an English, English, like Americanized team well, name. Soccer, so so soccer teams
1: are hilarious in 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 Mexico. They they very rarely go by the the actual like mascot. No one no, calls the teams by the mascot.
0: No one calls them. Uh, what is it they have? Pumas. Well, like Some of them do, but like not a Pumas lot. Pumas is called Pumas.
1: Oh, Pumas. But, yeah, Unam. That's yeah. a university team. So it's really weird. Mexico's yeah. just, it's different.
0: Yeah, so give them a different style name. I would like Aztecas. That'd be cool. I'd be fine with that.
1: Aztecas? I just don't want like it because that's where they would play. And so it'd get
0: confusing. The Giants used to play in Giant Stadium. Some that's still different. call it Giant Stadium. The Jets played in Giant Stadium. That's super that's confusing.
1: confusing. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean...
0: Well, I don't know. I, mean, I, don't know. I, I I don't see it happening. I could see a Toronto team if there's ten teams total or twelve, and not the Argonauts. That because I just can't I can't fathom that. I mean, there, there
1: was rumors that there I know was some, uh, some rumors, uh, well, not rumors, but, but that there was uh, some patent filing by the XFL or so. I don't know some trademark filings, whatever you call them. I guess patent. They're not building. They're not creating anything. That would be like if they're making something, right?
0: Pat the, 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 you know Rock and Danny Garcia they're serial uh, what are the what are they called uh, inventors they're just inventing <laughs> all sorts of can't wait for the next
1: trademarks
0: to, trade the patent patent pending on the the Rock's new coffee machine I can't wait to get that <laughs> along with my XFL season tickets no uh, the the Rock Strip oh I would I'd be down for that the <laughs> the Rock Bottom baby. <laughs> I would be. I would buy all the products. Just put your name. That's one thing I appreciate. Appreciate about Dwayne Johnson is he is selling a whole lot of merch and all kinds of products these days. He's rapping about his tequila, but they all have cool names and cool branding where they're not just straight up the Rock tequila, (laughs) (laughs) or you know they're not the Rock Football League. You know they there's at least some style and grace in it, and that's what you appreciate about it. And that's going back to Shark Attack, what he said about. Danny and the Rock will make sure L.A. gets more attention and is, is more attractive True. to fans, I believe it. I'm with that for sure. That's a big difference that. this time around. I think
1: for they're sure. going to pull hard for them to play in that other stadium too, which I think is not possible, but it also might be possible. We'll see.
0: Oh, and uh, bon- the the LAFC, Banco, yeah. right, out, right around downtown L.A. Bank, Bank of California. California. The um, Yeah, that would be great, but that stadium's a little small maybe for pro football, right?
1: Well, they said that it, the, the, it's not as long as it needs to be, but who knows? A couple mil here, a couple mil there. We're all good to go.
0: Yeah, sh- yeah, just shave off a little bit of L- the surrounding LA
1: or <laughs> in the middle of the city. Right Stand, the, the stands, yeah. you fool. Come on. <laughs> Sit
0: down. All right. Well, at XFL show, if you want to reach out and uh, or XFL.show, if you want to leave comments, we're always perusing, of course, the XFL fan line when we're dinking and dunking, getting into what you're talking about because we always are listening to what you're talking about and it gives us fun stuff to bring up on the show here. But as good as you are, our gentle football fans and giving us good stuff to talk about yourselves. This week, Brian, no shortage of interesting things to discuss. Even a last minute right before we were about to do the show late night on a Saturday night, uh, we discovered a podcast and it's starring a member of the XFL's front office. We have to discuss some of the things said on that show. We're covering everything XFL, especially from the people who are working there and what they're saying. Super interesting week. Of course, the USFL's in the news again, and the XFL made their big announcement one year out from training camps. So much to do. Let's do the work. It's the year of the XFL, Bryant. Let's do the work. In this week's cover, too. Just calm down. Okay, first up, Jim Monos, XFL Senior Director of Football Operations. Uh, we ran down his bio Uh, A little bit ago, a couple episodes ago, I think it was, Brian, when they announced the new hires in the front office of the XFL, it's um, spelled Monos, not Manos, so it's not hands, but either way, dude has tons of scouting experience, worked with the Bills, the Eagles. And we ran down his resume. Go back and listen to that about all the people working in football operations at the XFL. Uh, but we discovered this week he's on a show. He has his own podcast. He's on a podcast, kind of. on a podcast. The Go Long podcast. Yeah, we don't know how many episodes he's on, if he's on every week or what. I'm going to start listening to this show. Very interesting, especially if he's involved in it. And I highly encourage everybody to go check it out. Go Long podcast. Jim Monos, just him and his uh, his tag partner on the show, Tyler talking football and diving into some XFL stuff, Brian, some tongue in cheek, some that, you know, he was pretty serious about. It seemed like, Uh, you know, first and foremost, we have to, uh, people might say, Oh, they talked about Antonio Bryant on that show. I heard jokingly. I don't think they're going to bring Antonio Bryant to the XFL. Um, But he did say some things that perked our ears up. And we listened to this together right before we started recording the show. Um, Stuff like how, wanting access to coaches and players at all times, something we were used to in XFL 2020 and 2001. Uh, But even going as far to saying how cool would it be to get access on a Friday meeting between a coordinator and a quarterback scripting out plays. Wouldn't you want to see that? Like he's really thinking out like outside the box in terms of the access. And it seems like he's a big advocate for what happened in 2020 with that part of the league. And another interesting thing he said, was that players won't make the league coaches will and the quality or content of the league uh basically the the, the product the product he said so that was also interesting so we'll break those those two parts down real quick before we get into the rest so first and foremost the access he was talking about in this show the Go Long podcast Brian you think the XFL 2023 will take it even further than they did in 2020
1: uh, I think so. I think they realized that there was some potential there to grow that and expand that based on, you know, you, we talked about the, you know, the, the access that we did get right. And some of the, some of the moments, the classic moments that we had in, especially in that guardians game, right. With the, with the DC defenders. So,
0: oh, don't forget Cardell Jones what? on the sideline in LA Cardale was pretty Jones. great. Anytime oh, yeah. a player's playing, having a really bad game, you want to see him on the Stop side. Stop that. Stop I mean, that.
1: Just call the plays, you know, Josh Johnson. It's just great moment. player having
0: a good, a good game, too, also. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, there's all sorts of things. So I think exams. they
1: realize those types of things, and it's, it's good that um, there's more access. I will say this. It needs to be filtered access. And what I mean by that is I don't want, like the Yosemite bald Eagle cam that just kind of streams all day long inside a quarterback's room or whatever, you know, I want, it needs to be edited. So I think a okay, 24, so seven feed into my computer is not something that would care. I want to be a like. voyeur
0: looking at CCTV. Yeah, exactly. Of a, the, the Yosemite Sam cam or the <laughs> no, the wily e. Coyote cam you want, yeah. like the fallen off the cliff. No, we're not, we want, those captured and then that you edit them and then you present them to us fans, please. We don't need them live unless they're in the game. But like if, yeah, yep. you're talking about meetings on a Friday, if they clip, record it, clip it, you could put that into one hell of a pregame show or like a pre-pregame. I would do posts. No, no, I would do
1: posts. Show. I would make that a, would about. Social. No, no, no. I would make it a, that's like my my Monday show, my Tuesday show. What went So you're in inside the them?
0: NFL type show where you're, basically chronicling the week that was
1: yeah so we well, not the week that was but you you watch the game you see what happens and you're like oh my god i can't wait until monday when i get to see how they planned for this game and how it actually turned out and i already know how it turned out on the field
0: because <laughs> if you that's one thing tricky you rec- you're doing the script you record okay we're gonna get these guys game planning for sunday's game that footage better not get out before sunday's game or that could affect all sorts of things not just uh the opposition knowing what they're doing but then gamblers and maybe it's a whole mess so you got to be careful with that stuff too but i'm all for it i want and i want that stuff incorporated in content whether it's social media full-on tv shows i'm all for it i like that someone behind the scenes in football ops is for it but someone uh jimanos you know that's why i think he's pretty candid about his ideas and what he's doing he's in a position i think I mean, we don't know too much about the, what's going on behind the scenes at the XFL yet, but we do know that his position, who he's answering to, he's working under Doug Doug Whaley, uh, and you know, ultimately, of course, Russ Brandon, uh, who's now the head of the league, um, and, and also Mark Ross. So he's got some bosses he's working. More on the scouting level, it says in his uh, press release that he's going to be working with teams, and that leads you to believe a scout will be working with coaches when they are trying to identify talent. He's going to have all that information, much like how Eric Galco worked with coaches and prepped them for the 2020 draft. Um, this this type of person, I think, is has more freedom maybe to be candid, and he because he also doesn't seem to know what's going to actually go on with the development of the league throughout the course of this year. He's on the ri- on the ride with us, which is I think is a cool sh- idea for a show, cool idea for someone behind the scenes to kind of go out there, put themselves out there. Probably can't divulge too much, I'm sure he's bi- watching his tongue a little bit on this show, but I feel like we got a lot of good info from him in this episode, Brian, the Go Long podcast. I mean, the other thing I brought up was the his thing about coaches and the the product attracting fans more than players I mean that's a realistic point of view if you could get the players they would do it easily but that's a realist a realist point of view is we're not gonna get the best football players in the world in the XFL of course but we're gonna have quality football players the way you get people to watch it is you present it in a unique way like they did in 2020 and you get interesting coaches too which I think they did a pretty good job of it in 2020 but there's definitely room for improvement there. If you want personalities or salesman type coaches, there's all sorts of ways you could go with it. Innovators, there's different avenues you could uh, go and ways you can go in terms of selling uh, the league to not only fans, but also to players too. Cause the coaches you get also will uh, maybe determine what players ultimately become interested in playing in the league.
1: Yeah. There's, there's a lot of that goes, we're going to go over the USFL announcing announcements here in a little bit, but um, Really, if you think about what the XFL was in twenty twenty, it was coaches, it was the access, it was the gameplay. Um, when it came to the players, you started discovering players. And Landry players. Jones. And Landry <laughs> Jones, yeah, sure. But it, it really, you really started discovering players. You know, as as you were watching, right? No one knew who Martez Carter was going into the XFL. One of the greatest characters the XFL ever produced. In their entire um, existence in 2020, so the players will make themselves if they need to, if they want to, and if and if the, the opportunity presents itself. But um, also, do you want do you want three good players? Like if the XFL were able to snag three elite top football players, like do you only want three? Like that just seems weird to only have three of them. Right, You want to have like 20, 30, 40, whatever it is. But it's like Spike joining the little Giants, right? You yeah. So, <laughs> so that's also weird. what
0: made the USFL in the 80s kind of interesting because uh, top to bottom, if you looked at the teams – a lot of them were also rans with bigger names or actual pretty big names eventually, like once they started scoring the big names out of college. but And then a bunch of who the hell are these guys type players. And that was kind of how that was put together. But this you want, I think, a more concentrated mixture of mostly young quality football players and maybe some vets people know who still have something left. But that's going to be, I think, Fewer and far between compared to what you see out of the scouting and the drafting uh, from the college ranks and maybe the free agent ranks of young players who just aren't on NFL teams right now or maybe on the edge. Um, that's what the USFL has basically come out and said they're going to be doing, and I feel like the XFL will probably take a similar approach because, Bryant, they're watching. I'm starting to notice. Well, they're watching, but I'm also noticing the, this: the XFL. Even the USFL, they're not alternative football leagues to the NFL. Maybe they're not alternative to anything, or if anything, they're alternative to the NCAA. That's what it seems like. They're they're more of an alternative. for. Listen to Jim Manos also talk about he was just kind of spitballing about on this podcast, uh, maybe we go after a five-star recruit. And instead of going to LSU, his example, uh, they come play in the XFL, earn college credits in the XFL, which the USFL announced they're going to be providing opportunities uh, to players to continue their education while they're playing in the USFL. Um, If the XFL does something similar, that seems like it's more of an alternative to the NCAA than the NFL, if you're going to offer young, really young players opportunities to get college credits and make money playing football, something you can't really do in the NCAA, even in the world of NIL, which is super restricted still, um, that, that I think that's what, where we're headed. And I think it's a good idea. And in the 21st century, in 2022, remote learning or being able to get a degree online, super feasible. And if you have the help from a league, from your employer, what a great deal. There's a lot of jobs out there that help people continue their education. Why can't a football league?
1: Yeah, there's tons of, of opportunities, right? The XFL could get a partnership with a University of Phoenix. I don't know. Somebody who does online colleges that helps their athletes, you know, with a college education while they're actually uh, playing the game of football. Like there's, there's you know, there's, there's different opportunities for the XFL to, to do whatever they want and the USFL for that matter. So is it an alternative to the NCAA? Probably not. I'll say that.
0: Well, it's just no, another not, football league.
1: It is, but it, I
0: mean, it, the way it's shaping up, there are there are more there are more opportunities for someone to pursue to to forego the NCAA and pursue the XFL or the USFL than there are opportunities for someone to forego full board going after the NFL gig, and and. and just going straight to the xfl like it just seems like they're making it more accessible to the young players than previous spring leagues have
1: perhaps and maybe that's the way they go but the xfl in 2020 had a great formula they found players that were kind of in between um you know that they got cut maybe they finished their careers and in the ncaAs and now they they don't have a football job so they wanted to play more football like the, that's where the uh, the xFL found is brand. but I don't know if you just want to go all straight to young players like that's not something I would want to do personally but because there's so much talent out there and there are gonna be so much professional talent available that i don't think you just need to go for young players.
0: I want to see a team that is quarterbacked by a 38 year old man. And the rest of the players are all under 23. <laughs> that would be cool. I love to see something like Isn't that, that. Just like, like the Steelers. Old... Isn't that the well, Steelers? that's like, yeah, you're right. That's the current Steelers. You're right. You're right. I pretty close. just thought about that. Um, uh, in uh, this this really again can't stress enough check out this podcast the go long podcast we're not affiliated with them in any way but I mean if you want to follow someone who's actually working with the XFL right now doing a show it seems like Jim Manos is your guy and he's given some a uh, good insight they talk I mean, mostly NFL on this show but he did give uh, a couple other quotes that we we marked down here Brian he said one player is not going to make the XFL when discussing uh What's going to attract fans? I mean, I think we can all agree on that. I don't think one player makes the NFL, or, or really, I mean, any any football league can't be made by one player. This sport just doesn't allow for that. That's more of a basketball. The only or sport or
1: hockey. in my life, not even the only sport in my lifetime that was controlled by one player was golf. That's it. Oh, that's the only sport that was ever yeah. controlled by one
0: player. Ever. I'm no Bulls fan, but give Michael Jordan some credit. I mean, Michael Jordan. I mean, there are other great NBA players, but like there are there are icons. I mean, Mario Lemieux or you for you, Wayne Gretzky, you know, th- those but singular icons get people interested in their sports. Uh, in Tiger, that town. Course, no, these are these are worldwide global. Uh, come on. Maybe. Uh, maybe, But I just don't think it's, uh,
1: it's I think the sport's still bigger than the one person other than golf.
0: I golf mean, golf is like—is
1: Tiger in it? No. Okay, then I'm not watching. That's well, that's, I, that's, true. that's very true.
0: But football? <laughs> hell no! It's not. That's no, not even a discussion with the sport, let alone the XFL or USFL or any league. Uh, so I totally agree there. Also, uh, Manos in this podcast said they won't be in cahoots with the NFL, but maybe it will incorporate stuff like experimenting with technology or rules. And it seemed like he was alluding to maybe if the nfl requested or asked the xfl to do something like that maybe there could be a partnership in that way it was a total hypothetical so let's ask it hypothetically brian would you want the nfl to say hey xfl we want to try out these rules but we don't have the guts Balls. to implement them yet <laughs> or even in the preseason can you try this out for us and also we have these cameras and sky refs and new goal line technology that we want to use but we don't know if it'll work or how to use it can you try it out basically they would you allow or want the xfl to be what uh the spring league was for the xfl leading up to 2020
1: this is what like the minor leagues is for the mlb like hey we want to abandon the shifts. so can you like not let people shift in your league and let's see what happens we want to put we want to put a runner on third but
0: it's going to be the bat boy because we don't want to use up someone that's on the <laughs> roster just to keep them fresh and also pitchers can only go one inning. That's that's no. I I don't want to see I don't know if I want to see any official relationship between the NFL and the XFL not in that,
1: not in that capacity. I mean if if the NFL it, it's it's to me i just don't I, I think the xfl's goal and this is totally again hypothetical and i don't want to sound like oh my god this is gonna happen but i don't want the nfl to feel like they have any control over the xfl or even like exactly a, you know you want like,
0: the xfl to be able to spread its wings and fly and do yeah
1: now whatever if, they if want The NFL's like hey we'll give you like 30 million dollars to test this out oh then now we're talking some different stories <laughs> right And we're gonna filter some players to you and that but that also that's
0: kind of selling your soul or do you sell it off for that kind of deal i mean then it just become a straight up minor but least. again
1: we talk about what the goal is for redbird capital redbird's capital goal at the end of all it's this not that was it's not to to put on a great football product it's to make money they're a, they're a financial firm. They're, they they need return ROI. They need a good ROI on the XFL. Whatever That's that return gets them, on investment. Learn yes. that from my sister-in-law, who's very business savvy. Huge. I'm huge on ROI. And if you can get a big ROI, it doesn't matter how you get it. They're an investment firm. That's what they want. So yes. At the end of the day. And of
0: course and the and the love of football and giving people opportunity and jobs for sure that's all but that but, well the, but that goal
1: in mind that yes. saying is because they feel like it'll give them a good return on investment true got to be honest about it for for certain and uh, as we close out
0: the recap of that podcast uh from the XFL senior director of football operations Jim Manos uh the quote we both popped we both for, <laughs> Because he said, when I say we're starting out, he said, we're at the ground level at the XFL. The ground level. And he's in football ops, which, I mean, that can mean a whole lot. But essentially, to me, Brian, it means they are just getting started on scouting, first and foremost, with the players. Uh, when you're th- talking about players, that hasn't happened yet. It's happening now uh, because th- Dwayne Johnson uh, said as much in his instagram post uh but ground level what's that mean to you because it sounds like they're barely starting out with in football ops which we kind of already knew but um that kind of really announced it to the world right there with someone working behind the scenes saying it
1: i think you have to because you hear that you're like the xfl's at the ground level oh my god football operations is at the ground level i think what they're trying to do in that sector is at the ground level. I think there's a lot of moving parts. Um, you know, if if they were building this complex, the the football operations building is getting the foundation checked, while the you know the other op, you know the other architects of, and yeah, all, yeah, they're everybody. still they're
0: building their portions. And, and also, don't forget how fast this whole thing will be coming together. And I mean, not as fast as the USFL. They're on, well, yeah, because the USFL is closer than ever, closer. Than ever but they're on operation warp speed football uh, for 2022 and yes uh, just about three months a little over three months from now uh, that's going super fast but I mean in relative speed um, and you know human ach- achievable speed <laughs> the XFL is going to be putting it together rather quickly in 2022 but also with a lot already in place just the, like the skeleton if you will, of the XFL, I think is kind of there already. uh, Manos alluded to things in 2020 that maybe they'll keep, maybe they won't. They're still kind of pondering that. But when you have that choice and that option and those ideas already there, it makes making a decision, I think, on where to go with something like an extra point uh, a little easier because there's data or data, however you want to say it, on what the extra point was like, for instance, and whether or not that worked, a one, a two and a three point with no kicking, the kickoff, et cetera. There's data, there's information, there's stuff to draw on ex- besides concepts and ideas. So I think there's they're at ground level, but I think it won't be too difficult for football ops to get get some uh, momentum here. Especially uh, considering the pressure being put on them by ownership, because they're starting to announce, <laughs> get fans hyped up, and getting us interested. So, got to do that work, and I totally trust they will. And I'm going to be listening to the show now, the Go Long Podcast, uh, with the XFL Senior Director of Football Operations, Brian, and we'll cover whatever they say on that show. Maybe we'll get them on eventually, and uh, follow along as much as as much info they give us about the XFL on that in that forum or wherever else they're talking xfl this happened on the road to 2020 you know we would have different members of the league on different shows and different uh, panels or doing events speaking and publicly about the league anything in that regard we're going to cover and talk about and it's it's it gets us excited and also more importantly gives us the information we need as nosy fans who want to know every single detail about this league
1: That is true. We are uh, nosy fans, intrigued fans, interested fans. We want to just see this league succeed. So it's going to be a great show. I'm sure we'll capture here and there little tidbits of information, uh, until they actually find uh, a good rhythm and and we get some actual exposure to the league, which should be happening pretty soon next month or so. It sounds like.
0: Yeah, And we'll get back into the announcement from Dwayne Johnson, Danny Garcia this week about, uh, the things to come, uh, of the next month and of course one year from now uh next part of the cover too though let's go to usfl territory big week for them announced on one of the fox channels uh, uh colin Cowherd's on fs1 correct
1: uh sure yeah, yeah. now just like
0: he did the xfl uh the cities right he was a part of that he announced some cities and team names yeah he did uh the usfl used his program to announce four coaches in their league, four coaches that will be taken over X ex- or excuse me, USFL franchises in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, which is not announced yet, by the way, that okay. all the games are going to be played there. But reports are that's what's happening. Uh, but here are the four names and a fifth was rumored, but we'll get into that and also some other craziness uh, stemming from the USFL this week. <laughs> But first up, the Houston Gamblers were announced to be coached by Kevin Sumlin, former Texas A&M head coach. And uh, I always thought he, kinda, he kind of uh, flamed out almost spectacularly in a guy who uh, I did not expect to be coaching in this league at all, Brian. I don't know about you, but that one was the second biggest surprise to me of the really of the four names. Yes. No, number two behind num- my number one, Todd Haley, former yeah. I Steelers he was offensive coordinator in the NFL right now. I know he's on Twitter all the time talking about people he used to coach in the NFL. <laughs> I did.
1: not I thought he was coaching tweets. in the NFL right
0: now. Interesting time in Pittsburgh. I mean, the local media covered him. Him. Well, he had some very colorful actions, some productive offenses, but oh, he was not a. You know, a super successful coordinator for the Steelers when it comes to winning, uh, and what they but then he got the head coaching job
1: straight out of that job, wasn't it? Uh, no, he was
0: the coach of the Chiefs before.
1: Before, okay,
0: yeah. From, and then he got fired,
1: and then joined the Steelers. And did now it, he's it, on. Did Andy Reid take over for Haley? No, I feel like I'm yeah. way.
0: I believe you're right. Yeah, I think Andy Reid was post Haley.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, he's post Haley for sure, but I didn't know if it was right after or not. Either yeah, way. he, yeah, he w- he went to the Browns actually after the Steelers for a year
0: as and, a coordinator. Yeah, and it, it, if you follow Todd Haley and followed his career in Pittsburgh, you're you probably are like, wow, I can't believe they gave him a head coaching job. Interesting. Okay, uh, but the best part about it is it, he's already like. There's already stories about him that I would, I mean, if the Tampa Bay Bandits had an owner that wasn't just the league, like, and like had like a whole infrastructure, which they don't, it's just, you know, a a wing of the league. They don't have players or anything, they don't have a PR department for the team yet. We don't know if they will. We don't know anything about the league, (laughs) really. (laughs) But again, this is coming from a known liar. And someone nobody really takes seriously, but still, Antonio Brown goes on a podcast after his epic I mean just dumpster fire uh I would know atomic bombing of his own career in New York with the bucks, him storming off the field shirtless uh, last week, and he goes on a podcast then this past week. and in the middle of the show, Brian says that Todd Haley texted him. It has a host of this show read the text out loud that ba- basically Todd Haley asking Antonio Brown to come play for the Tampa Bay Bat- Bandits in the USFL uh, and help him win a championship. And immediately, Antonio Brown makes fun of it, says, get the F out of here. I don't want to play for some sorry-ass team. And, you know, whether or not that's true, I don't know. I mean, it could have been a whole work. seem. I because he incorporated the host Antonio Brown this kind of actually seemed was like Was
1: Haley there when it Brown was it with the Steelers? Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Antonio Brown saying it does, you know, it, th- it doesn't hurt as bad I think for Todd Haley, but the fact that it's now publicly known he like begged a player, a former player he coached to come play in Tampa. He begged? He asked
1: them. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. They at made all. It sound I think like I begging. Think, to me, this is why like players like Antonio Brown will never be in these types of leagues because the first comment out of his mouth is a disparaging one, and so why really, would you want him? But
0: if you have coaches, you're bringing coaches in who are going to go ask these type of players to come play for him. Like,
1: do you see this as a bad, a worse thing for Haley than it is for Brown?
0: Is there's. By the time Brown got to this podcast and said this about Todd Haley, Antonio Brown's career was already over. Who cares, that's Antonio? <laughs> Antonio Brown saying anything about you publicly now hurts you more than it hurts him. If you're affiliated with him, you're that's not good. I mean, now, USFL that, okay, has so Antonio assuming this text Brown happened, I, I don't see.
1: I don't, I don't. I don't see this as that bad of a thing.
0: It's not that bad. I, I, I'm probably. I'm over exaggerating, but it is funny and not great. Like, if anyone's following this closely, it's either you that if anyone just a casual fan sees it online, Antonio Brown laughs at the thought of playing the USFL. A fan might be like, Oh, yeah, it's a I do don't you think about. that
1: him being from the Tampa Bay Bandits via Birmingham is the best spot for Antonio Brown to go to anyway? <laughs> yeah, just
0: yeah. He wouldn't. I guess if he has it, he could still live with Tom Brady. It <laughs> <He> just <laughs> doesn't seem like he'd
1: be really welcomed in that. Oh wait, stadium. no,
0: because they're actually playing in Birmingham. You're right. Never mind. Eventually, can't. they would not. Eventually, be. Eventually, I, I he'd have to be traded before Tampa Bay actually when that, plays. When the in USFL Tampa
1: Bay. circus eventually makes its way to Tampa Bay, <laughs> then you know when they Next start traveling, week,
0: our league's rolling into buy
1: your seats today
0: Lincoln, nebraska for week four and then all of our games i would be cool that'd be cool traveling league
1: yeah that'd be cool that's that's why all the leagues do that
0: it's really smart uh, <laughs> but uh yeah monster Todd jam does
1: that list. you want monster jam if Should. you
0: give me if you give me antonio brown and grave digger i will buy all the tampa bay bandits merch i'm there <laughs> <laughs> so Todd Haley's the Tampa Bay Bandits head coach. Uh, the next one they announced is Bart. Though, I feel like
1: Antonio Brown should drive uh, the Gravedigger. Yeah, for yeah, yeah, it. Right. That makes sense. Anyway, he,
0: that's fitting for this week. My goodness, if you're gonna go out, go out, go out in flames, I guess. Uh, Bart Andrus, though, uh, is the Philadelphia Stars head coach. Bryant. and I, I mean, this is great news. I think for the USFL, a solid hire. But really, if you're an XFL fan, we need a new Team 9 coach now. <laughs> he was the Team 9 head coach. Putting it all together for the free agents of the XFL. Keep it do fresh.
1: You, so what do you call... I mean, what is a head coach of a team that doesn't play games? Um, a league
0: assistant? <laughs> could, he, could he be called that? A, a manager? I guess
1: there's somebody that has to make the decisions for that team. I don't know. Just feels like yeah. I think what his role was more general manager than it was head coach. I don't know.
0: I you know we never pr- pried into that as much as we maybe could have because like I would have liked to know did Bart Andrews's team nine's head coach to keep everybody aware of all the other teams did he have to like try to dig in and get like playbook info or like or language info that's like great. verbiage that question. teams were using like did he have to know what the la wildcats were using on offense in terms of their uh signals and their wording so he could relay that and keep people ready like how did that work probably not they probably just kept it generic um but then you still how ready you could have players really ready if you had that information but that's also difficult do you think winston uh, moss but,
1: gave, gave him a call and be like hey i need someone who can do x y and z Who's who's your best player? All right, send him to me.
0: Yeah, I mean that's and that's gonna be interesting to see if they do that again, uh, with key, the free agent aspect of the XFL. The I mean, USFL, with as much player movement as know. we've
1: seen, I feel like you need to.
0: Yeah, uh, but he's coaching now, you know, in the USFL. One of the eight coaches they'll have, and he's competing, uh, not just keeping players fresh. So, congrats to him the former head coach of the Ottawa GGs of the U
1: uh, Sports
0: in Canada. Uh, Mike Riley, the least, the, the, not surprising at all, the, the last coach they announced, New Jersey Generals head coach, former Seattle Dragons offensive coordinator, so another two XFL coaches stolen by the USFL, kind of. Um,
1: Didn't he coach in the AAF, too?
0: Uh, yes, the San Antonio Commanders. Yes, yes. And, of hey, course, Mike Riley's been literally coaching our entire lives, he, and and mostly big-time football, Oregon State, Nebraska, the Chargers. Chargers, yeah. Um, and, yes, and as of late has been a big advocate and a purveyor of spring football coaching. So he will take over the uh, New Jersey, heralded new jersey generals one of the most controversial and noted usfl franchises ever Uh, but it will be their first year ever Bryant playing in birmingham
1: you know there was an issue i want to say he didn't coach in 2020 jim zorn had to take the play over call play calling did he leave the team i don't he left the team for some reason it wasn't a like yeah, I don't. We'd have to dig into that. I'm not 100. I don't remember the whole story. But he did not actually call the plays. Jim Zorn was calling them because Mike Riley wasn't available. Well, also he's Jim Zorn, so he can. He missed the first year games he, of the season due golly, to personal he reasons.
0: Oh, there you go. So he left before uh, the season kicked off. I don't remember even seeing. He might have been in Houston for training camp, but I don't know about uh, being there for Week One in DC. Definitely not. You're right. Forgot about he wasn't that. there for a
1: few weeks because I remember Jim Zorn didn't know that he had to go yeah. for three with like yeah. four minutes to go in the game.
0: <laughs> ah, golly gee whiz. Quit <laughs> it with the Jim Zorn stuff. He did his best. Those are your coaches so far in the USFL. We're still yet to get coaches for the Birmingham Stallions, uh, the Pittsburgh Maulers, New Orleans Breakers, the Michigan Panthers, although there was a big rumor going around that Gene Chizik could be the Birmingham head coach and he put the kibosh on that and he said slow down I'm uh, in I was in talks with them but uh, nothing's official and now it's being reported by Bruce Feldman from Fox Sports that he's going to be the defensive coordinator for Mac Brown at North Carolina so that is maybe a swing and a miss for the USFL if that's what they were trying to do land the former Auburn head coach as the Birmingham Stallions head coach.
1: Yeah, I think the one thing that twenty twenty and the XFL taught me, and what the twenty nineteen AAF season taught me, is that you don't need big name coaches. You don't need, you know, these um, coaches that are like everyone recognizes. You need someone who's going to be committed, who's actually going to do the work. So I'm I'm totally fine with the hires. Um, We'll see what happens. Todd Haley is probably the biggest name here so far, but that's uh, just yes. because he's more well because he's of the pro- just,
0: to now. NFL fans if you follow yeah. the NFL fan in the last 10 years yeah Kevin Sumlin a big I mean huge college football name for a while and has been kind of lurking in the background after you know then of course he had the failed stint in Arizona but uh he uh he also brings some cachet into this league that'll be interesting and I like the mix you have a straight up NFL coach You've got a journeyman all over the globe, literally, coach in Bart Andrews. You've got a super vet coach in Mike Riley who's done literally all of it. And then you have a first-time pro coach head coach in Kevin Sumlin. So uh, interesting mix of the first four. We'll see what the next four are. Uh, I can't even begin to predict. I haven't heard any rumors or really gone digging for him just yet. Uh, Brian, I like the wait and see. I'm interested to see when they announce him because hopefully it's next week because Again, USFL, you are closer than ever to kicking off.
1: You know, I wouldn't be surprised if if the Houston Gamblers, Tampa Bay Bandits, you know, we might see the champion of the USFL season right there in those four teams because they have the advantage.
0: They do have at least a week advantage, maybe more already. Their coaches can start preparing uh, immediately. Good luck to them. Um, but I'm, I'm. I just I'm can't believe they're a
1: hundred. The, and the USFL touted that they were a hundred days away from kickoff. Like,
0: did, were all the tweets replies to them? You have no players. <laughs> Where are you playing? Announce it. Did anyone? <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited. I'm. I, I have legit uh, interest, and I'm excited to see. Uh, it just texting with Yinzer family who the Pittsburgh Maulers head coach I'm will not, be. Look, please be Dave Wanstead with all the Fox ties. My God, that would be great. And uh, I'm hoping to see what you know, some Pittsburgh players on that team. I mean, that's what's cool about this league. We could see some stuff like that. You could really tug at our heartstrings with these type of uh, leagues like that football fans, especially when it's just like a TV show they're slapping together like this, Brian. They can afford to. No. I'm, Dave wants that would be a great
1: coach. The more the I think months. about it, Alan, they are less than 100 days away. I just I have no idea what's going to happen. No idea. I I'm hoping for the best, aren't you? Well, of course I am. But It's it's like NASCAR right now. It's how I'm watching, you know, like the fans who don't watch NASCAR for the racing and watch it for the wrecks. That's what I feel like I'm and enjoy the the USFL no. season four.
0: no, I'm I'm already interested. I'm a, I cannot wait to see how Kevin someone game plans against Todd Haley and his in his. Innovative they might be the offensive. only two
1: coaches. Why there might be no assistants, there might be no quarterbacks <laughs> coach, there might be no. You know, if 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 one of them goes down, the the trainer might be them as well. I like, wonder how much those
0: guys are stressing. Like we already know, Todd Haley is missed out on his big wide receiver. He was hoping to get. Could that be tampering? What's the USFL's rules on tampering? Are you allowed to reach out to a player before they're in a
1: draft? Yeah, pool? In a, if you're in Is a vertical a league, pool? in theory, you have to bring in the players through like the entire draft process, right?
0: Right, right. Shouldn't they? You can't bring them directly to the team, can you? Is that fair? I don't know how it works. Is it a vertical Just... league? Because there are so are also rumblings about individual owners. We'll see. I
1: I, I get I get. I get talked a lot about me hating on the USFL, but I beg anyone out there who's listening, comment below, tweet, whatever. How can you feel good about this league right now when you're less than 100 days away? How do you feel warm and fuzzy about it? How? And you're 100 days away from kickoff, which means you're probably like 50 days from training camp.
0: But, but my city's represented in Birmingham. <laughs> Jesus. That's why I'm feeling good about it. Pittsburgh got a team. Yikes. Well, I am super excited, though, to see the next coach. These coaches don't make me feel
1: better, by the way. This is more smoke and mirrors to me. Because no announcements as to exactly how this is happening. You're just throwing things at me. You're throwing a TV deal at me. You're throwing coaches at me. Hopefully. What's this hand doing? Oh, I'm looking at this hand. while this hand is just sitting, like, doing anything. Like, that's what you're doing.
0: well, it's I, I would I would say if I'm Fox to get the the headache just f- to forget the headaches trying to score Gene Chiswick and missing out on guys like that, just hire from within. Get Jimmy Johnson, get Dave Wanstead. Have, huh? have them coach two teams each.
1: Have them coach two teams each.
0: You can't do that. But they What on Saturday,
1: coaches. one on Sunday. It's like two fantasy leagues.
0: Co- P- plenty of coaches working at Fox, they could just Give him a team to coach for the spring. Why not give him a little extra bonus on their pay for the year? I don't know. Some of those guys already make a ridiculous amount.
1: Give uh, one to Reggie Jones. Bush. Just give one to Reggie. <laughs> Just guys. Just give who've one to Reggie. Yeah, even wanted fine. to
0: coach. Yeah, he he's got Wendy's commercials to do. He doesn't want to be coaching. The right, give one to Matt Liners. Oh, uh, maybe he might want to. Michigan Panthers fans, call in to us. Do you want Matt Leinart as your next Don't they have a Who
1: do they have at Michigan? Uh, they went to Michigan. Charlie Ward?
0: No, he went to Florida State.
1: No, who's the guy that they have that that, that went to Michigan that they have on their broadcasts or college football? Uh, Charles Woodson. <laughs> Charles Woodson. There it is. Yeah, just let Charles yeah. Woodson do it. That's fine.
0: Yeah. I mean, that would be freaking awesome. I'd love to see that. <laughs> they, they gave Deion Sanders a head coaching job in college football, and he's doing all yeah. right.
1: Yeah, after four years or whatever it's been, he's doing good. They have a hundred days,
0: <laughs> less than a hundred days. <laughs> Jeez, we have just let just less than three hundred sixty-five days from kick, not kickoff from training camps. Training camps. camps. S- training
1: camps. S- S- S-
0: S- S- we're not, and we're not, we're S- not, S- <laughs> not being snakes here. The S matters. In this week's hot read. So it was announced, as you heard there, from Dwayne Johnson or Saw, if you're watching on XFL.show on the YouTube channel. We're one year away. One year away from training camp. That's January 4th. One of my favorite days of the year every year. Jan 1-4. next year, Bryant. Going to be an amazing day because the training camps will be starting up and the work is being done now so that that happens and it goes off successfully and everybody's ready to prepare for a great season in February. Uh, The other thing The Rock said, though, that really got me interested was that all month long they're working on scouting players, the next great players. What do you say? The hardest players?
1: Something like that. Just the best. Um,
0: yes. So players are being scouted now. That process has begun. And I just can't imagine. this. Every the players str- they're watching. The, yes, they are. The, the, the amount of uh, work being done. Because we've seen just glimpses going to summer showcases, training camp last year, talking on this show to people working in scouting and working in player development and player acquisition. That work being done right now that has begun for the XFL is some of the toughest, most grueling uh, in terms of man hours, travel, phone calls, uh, furiously uh, inputting data. Lots of stuff being done. Data. I'm excited that that's, or data, that that's happening right now. And uh, Dwayne Johnson announced as much in that Instagram video. Brian, I don't know, man. I'm just so hyped that actual just promotion for the league, really. That's ultimately what it comes down to with these videos and this announcement. We already knew based off of photos inside of meetings that we've already broken down when training camps would be happening and kickoff would be happening. But the promotion of it publicly from... The likes of Dwayne Johnson and Danny Garcia and the league's uh, social channels. Oh man, it gets you super excited because that means it's happening.
1: This whole thing—I think you're overreacting. There, we'll get to, we'll we'll get get to that. that. We'll get to that. But um, I'll tell you what: when the XFL, when the, when the, when the Rock, Danny Garcia, they all said we are 365 days away. I got a little nervous. Because it's a year away. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, I got a little did you, nervous.
0: Did you get nervous because they were going to say from kickoff?
1: No, not from kickoff so much. But 365 days from whatever they are, you know, is a little nerve-wracking. Because that's, that's, you know, you, you're putting time to something that you feel like you have a lot of time to do. And all of a sudden, You've, 365 starts cutting down real quick.
0: You feel like Jack Bauer now. You feel like oh, 24. Yeah. The, go. the clock's ticking. Now, mm-hmm. now that clock, the actual clock, the countdown has begun officially. That's really right. what it means.
1: The year says zero, and, and it, it, you gotta you gotta tighten up and, and start working harder. So it, it's a little nerve wracking. I'm excited for t- training camp. Obviously, I think it's gonna be camp again, but we'll get we'll get to that. Uh, it's good to see news. It's good to see movement. It's good to see uh, the Rock and Danny Garcia doing what they do best, which is market and make this. It has Buzz begun.
0: Worthy. Yes, it has begun. We've all always expected. Oh man, this new XFL. We know it could be great, but how cool is it going to be to see how they promote it, what they do to promote it, when they start promoting it, and it's to begun. what extents they go to. Yeah, and it's ground level. Oh, it's just a simple Instagram post. The Rock talking into his phone, which is great, but more to come, and that's just the beginning. Now let's do this. Let's have fun before I bring up my silly. Uh, theory about the announcement predict now the countdown's on ground control to major tom rest in peace david bowie happy birthday bryant one year from today what's the show going to be like one year from now the episode that comes out january four five six seven eight nine what will it be like
1: i hope it's live from wherever they are Uh, shooting, because we did that before, which was great. One of the best moments of my life was showing up in Houston. Um, I hope we're breaking down teams. We're breaking down rosters. uh, And hashtag, we want our jobs back uh, is in full effect and full force. And and I, I just want it to be the way it was going into 2020.
0: I'm with you. I'm with you. But then there's the devil on my shoulder who says you're actually not going to be breaking down rosters and players. You're going to be breaking and entering in Winston Moss's SUV trying to get access to the L.A. team to see what's up.
1: Well, that's easy. I just show up there and be like, (laughs) hey, does anybody want to ride to their hotel? (laughs) It's it's not that hard to do that. No,
0: I'm I'm with you. I think uh, either way, we're going to try to make our way in into the training camp of our choosing because so i don't know if it's going to be in one spot i'm going to call it my prediction is we'll be doing what we did in 2020 but not in one central hub location for all the teams the rocks said training camps and i don't know that that little s on there doesn't that didn't that like throw you off like it did me could they maybe be no. doing training camps in all the individual cities
1: no, because the training camps in one city is still multiple training camps.
0: That was training camp. It was one camp, even though it was spread out across Houston.
1: They called it the it Summer just... Showcase. There was multiple cases all over the... No, it's not so how it I'm works looking. So I'm looking, looking too much too into far.
0: plurals and grammar.
1: Yeah, I don't it's know. The Rock. He did a selfie video. It wasn't like an official statement. Do you really think they even have that worked out yet? Get out of here. You
0: really... You really think that Rock would say something that he doesn't mean on his Instagram with millions and,
1: and millions.
0: millions of people watching? Come on. I, th-
1: I think The Rock would never intentionally deceive us ever.
0: No. I Trust don't think The
1: Rock, I don't think The Rock um, at any intention on that s meaning anything other than just the fact that training camps are going to open because they are multiple you, training camps
0: do you want one city or eight or multiple cities
1: did we have this conversation i said we wanted one
0: but before the show i i was telling you and i think i got i was i was getting you onto my side maybe it would be better for each city to host the training camp within it the city limits are nearby so that people could have access and get interested in the team before kickoff, even and have the opportunity to do it. You and I did as fans last year or in 2020, be in there watching the XFL develop and grow before kickoff in front of our very eyes. We got to get there, reach out and become a part of whatever team we wanted, a part of the league. Like I think all fans should have that opportunity. And that's why maybe I lean towards a training camp in every city that they're going to be playing. That might be better.
1: I tougher, am a total fan. Sure. Yeah, I'm a total fan of, of full access to a training camp for fans. Getting that out there, I think personally, is you pick two cities, the two cities that maybe don't have the strongest fan bases, and that is where you put your two training camps one for the East, one for the West. And then you get the fans to come out. Let them watch the product, let them come out and meet the players. Do you know, a, a meet and greet, whatever you want to do. I think if you do it that way, you get those strugglings. Why not? Why are you shaking your head? How was that? Not okay. Work? Well,
0: okay. Say it's where we got all eight same cities from uh, twenty twenty. So you do one, one in
1: LA to... and you do one okay. in New York.
0: Okay. So for LA fans. Or Tampa. This is that you, if you're doing it in Tampa and LA, it's, I will say that you have a similar situation where you have fans in those cities who might go to that training camp and leave that training camp not a fan of their own team. Because <laughs> fans in L.A., of L.A. football teams especially, aren't fans of the L.A. football team. They're there watching the other teams most of the time yeah. if you watch a Rams but they or love Chargers football. game. Yeah, but you want them to support the team, local team, and you want... Public outreach, like we saw, in, how the what XFL. In that first season, what's your goal in, in that first
1: season? Is that is your goal in that first season for them to be Wildcats fan, or is your goal for them to be XFL fans so that they can actually expand that that's knowledge true. to people who aren't?
0: Yeah, you want you, you want know? league fans first, that's for sure. That and and logistically, it's easier to do the hub city too. Uh, two hub cities, I don't know. I mean, that also is easier than doing one in every town for sure. It has its benefits, but i would like to see the local outreach
1: we were in I houston mean, allen the, there were no fans nobody was there cheering no, on these teams no, one no was there i know that trying to sneak I, in a training camp there was no marketing us. done in those houston bummer. you know we, we were I the felt, biggest I, celebrities there i mean in all honesty like disneyland
0: <laughs> being it's like disneyland being closed <laughs> off and only like two people allowed in to go f- Frolic yeah. and do what they want. We really the got only to do that. The two people that I covered like every the draft fan.
1: in the history yeah. of the XFL were the only two people I feel allowed. like
0: every fan should get that opportunity. I mean, it's really not... It shouldn't be that difficult. But then it is It is a cost thing. Like, it does cost to open it up. Uh, it costs to put on the event. ROI. I'm
1: going to use ROI this entire
0: year. Yeah, year. you have to.
1: So, by the way, this is the year of the XFL. Next year is the year of the XFL Built. kickoff.
0: Okay, I'm going to say this year's the XFL, year of the XFL buildup, and next year's the year of the XFL.
1: This year is what's going to make up the XFL. That's true. Yeah, so this is the year 2020, of the XFL.
0: 2022 made the XFL. But then if, yeah. you, if you buy the shirt and it says EST period. This is like 2019
1: for my daughter. This is what yeah. made her.
0: <laughs> yes. And then it
1: 2020 was the year of birth.
0: Made in, so then she has a t-shirt that says made in, where'd you go? It's not called
1: COVID-20, it was made in 2019. That's true. (laughs) COVID-19.
0: Oh no, do not. You can't be equating the XFL to COVID, please.
1: (laughs) No, I'm not, I'm just saying. (laughs) Like, the, the most important year is the year that you create and build it. Not the year that it becomes part of life.
0: But then your birthday is the year that you're born, not the year you were made. Your may- then we should be having maid days too i'm gonna start celebrating the day i was
1: conceived i don't think i want that day in my mind
0: i'm gonna call my mom right now my dad it's already late my my dad's knocked out my mom's on the other coast maybe i'll call her after the show and ask her <laughs> celebrate your maid day everybody we're doing it for the xfl here you should do it for you that's what i'm all about if we're doing something they should be doing it too that's what i'm saying Brian. Everybody should experience training camp the way we did. That's what I'm predicting. Everyone will have as much fun as we did in 2020 in 2023.
1: It, it takes a lot of planning. Now. It takes a lot of planning, a lot of coordination cuz you don't want all the training camps going on at once. You want a big enough field maybe to have two training camps in one type of thing. Like it, it, it's a lot goes into it. Houston was it was a great partner, a great city. They had a lot of colleges and high schools. You know, football's big down there. Is LA that big in terms of football? Probably not. You have a couple stadiums you can do things in. All that costs money. It's more you know, it's more expensive to run out a stadium here in LA than it is somewhere else. For sure,
0: for sure. So maybe I'm looking too far into that plural used by The Rock. But yeah. either way, the promotion uh, has you begun. Are. Training camp is training camps are happening. You gotta get this. You gotta get that. Gotta get the plural in there, though. I have to use the proper verbiage. Training camps <laughs> happening in one year—amazing! What a fun week of a uh, football outside of the NFL. Really, I mean, you're talking about the last week of the regular season, and uh, I am—and I'm a fan. You and I are both fans of teams. One, one team in the playoffs, one desperately trying to get in. And on my mind, I don't know about you. All I'm thinking about it was all the stuff we talked about today. It's—I'm excited about. What's to come for spring football? We've been saying it. One of them's gonna stick. Bryant's definitely not betting on the USFL, although we're rooting
1: for it. I'm not betting on it. Not to, again, you're putting words around. That's why people hate me. People hate me because of what you say. I think I'm saying something. Don't sometimes.
0: play me.
1: <laughs> I didn't say people that. I'm hate betting me on it you. To say fail. The things I say. I'm not <laughs> I'm not betting on them to not succeed. I'm not betting on them to fail. I'm not betting on them to not uh be, you know an actual like football thing that happens i, I think it's going to happen i think it's going to have a week uh, successful who knows that's a question mark i'm not saying they're not going to be successful but the reality of the situation is that they have a tv contract they have four head coaches and they have eight teams that don't play in the cities that they don't that they say they're from that's what they have <laughs> they have nothing else and there were 98 days from kickoff
0: that is true um, I, either way we'll, will be to the USFL 2022
1: is the year of the USFL and the year of kickoff. And that's a problem.
0: Oh yeah. It's we're in the month
1: of the X ex- of the USFL
0: right now. It's celebrating its May day and its birthday in the same year. Yeah. That's just, that's common. People do it. Football leagues uh, shouldn't, yeah. but people can't.
1: You don't have a ba- You don't make a baby in January and have it in April.
0: <laughs> that's what they're doing that's it. and you know what sometimes that it, it, it's stranger things have happened sometimes that baby can grow up to be a great contributor to society and even better contributor to the football world maybe maybe we hope we're well, rooting for it
1: and on that note no matter what happens to the USFL or the XFL. Uh, you can catch us here every single Sunday right here on your favorite podcast app. Google, Apple, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you give us that five-star review and tell your friends about us. If you got a question, comment, or topic you want us to cover, well, then call or text the XFL fan line 724-565-4XFL. Remember, standard text message rates do apply. Uh, also, follow us on social media platforms at XFL. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, TikTok, you know. Twitter, again, because that's our favorite, wherever. Or if you want to come and say hi, uh, subscribe and watch us on YouTube at XFL.show, the official website of This is the XFL Show. And don't forget to check out our sponsors, Pretty Easy Podcast. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com and get started today because they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. All
0: right. I was just t- I was texting my mom asking her when I was conceived. You done? Uh, I am done. Cool. All right. You yeah. told them about XFL.show.
1: All that good stuff. All the Pretty stuff easy that podcast. matters. podcast. Yes. And
0: oh, at XFL show, let us know your made day too. We're going to start selling people, celebrating made days on this show. That's going to be our new gimmick. <laughs> your made day. <laughs> I'm sorry, is that is that intrusive if I, if I ask people, when were you made? <laughs> That's going to be my new thing. See, I love this show. We, I learned <laughs> so much. So my much daughter every, is going to be like,
1: every, dad. Dad, why, why are not we celebrating our May day? Because, sweetie, that's our honeymoon date as well. I mean, the day your child's made can
0: be... Can it be as exciting and joyful as the day that they were born?
1: Careful if you have too much celebrations on that, because we have it the same May day again.
0: <laughs> <He's> <laughs> <just> constantly making.
1: All <laughs> hail the great maker
0: and its water. Sorry, I love Dune. All right, everybody. We got to get out of here. Uh, we are really having a good time the year has just begun the year of the xfl build and we are going to be covering every single aspect of it again from the ground I don't up. Don't mind, from yeah ground up, I don't ground don't mind level up. Being, check out that go long podcast with uh, jim monos xfl senior director of football ops and uh, if you find uh, anybody else from the xfl talking on the internet or anywhere um Make sure you hit us up on social. Bring it to our attention. We're always scouring the internet for stuff like that. We stumbled on that right before the show. It gave us great stuff to to chat about.
1: I will say that some of the most entertaining and fun I have throughout the week is reading comments and replies on social media. So keep those coming because that's kind of my favorite thing.
0: Oh, yeah, especially if you're commenting on the USFL. <laughs> Brian's always looking forward to that. Uh, but, yes, There's got to be this... people
1: who have doubts about the USFL out there, like I do. There's got to be. Definitely. Make your voice heard. Trust yeah.
0: me. At uh, XFL. I'll, I'll,
1: I'll retweet you. My personal yeah. account.
0: Yeah, for, yeah. I was going to say, we don't want to. I The views and, and opinions sometimes expressed by. Bryant aren't of the collective show just because
1: sometimes I tweet something out and then it's automatically retweeted by our at XFL show Twitter <laughs> doesn't mean I have anything to do with it
0: if it is then it means it's agreed upon by both of us and the other powers that be on the show uh, that control every aspect of our lives also known as wives wives and
1: yes you know the wife today, to the wife today goes your tweets need explanation sometimes I'm like it's just no, you still do no. it. No, you don't, that's you're not the whole at my point. level of comedy.
0: The, or just I'm hilarious, bizarre. Well, you, you're you are a dad now, so you probably do think you're the funniest. I, oh yeah, no, for sure. I do it. I'm. I don't think I've tweeted anything that wasn't a Dune reference for the last two weeks or three. The weeks The only time now. you ever
1: liked a tweet of mine is when I put the boots to Cleveland. That was the only time you ever no, liked a tweet of mine. You you, you, you liked it. You Cleveland didn't retweet more. it. You liked it.
0: If you well, you have the opportunity tomorrow. If you do anything anti-Baltimore or pro-Jacksonville, you might get a like or retweet from me. Go oh, Jags, cool. go Colts. Come on, <laughs> or go Colts, go no. Steelers. We stealing. don't want the Colts, and don't tie Chargers and, and uh, Raiders, please.
1: There's For a the lo- there's a scenario I believe that if the Colts lose and the Steelers lose, that both teams are in, whether they win, exactly lose, yeah, right? they win or lose. That's exactly what happens. Yeah, Whether win they win, win or lose.
0: Sunday night football will just be all people uh, auditioning for other jobs, or maybe the XFL, because it'll all be all third and fourth stringers from uh,
1: poor NBC. Two bad football deals from San Diego and Oakland.
0: That'd be they they should if if it comes down to a meaningless game, they should just say okay today they're called the San Diego and and Oakland Chargers and Oakland Raiders. One time, San
1: Diego, San Diego Fleet, and the Oakland Violators coming to you live. (laughs) Ah. NBC.
0: Bring Berzer- in like- Carrie Underwood. Come on Berserkers. I like to redo the song. All right, we got to get out of here. Come on. Right, my mom's not texting me. What the hell are you asking me this for? This is <laughs> chaos. All right, Everybody, uh, happy May Day to you, and uh, thanks for watching or listening on your favorite podcast platform or XFL. Show. We'll be back next week. Talk plenty of XFL and who the hell else knows what else is going to come up from the zany world of football especially this time of year for Bryant. I'm Al, and this is the XFL Show. Remember, they're watching.